Hello, and welcome to the 110th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, think about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by three other brilliant women. Three and a half. Three and a half, yes. <laughs> Alex Lane, who's joined by her mom, who's in the background. Hold on, let me introduce her here. There's my mom. She's a lifelong gamer. Hello, hello. <laughs> Bianca ba uh, Batty. Hello. And Charlotte Hyde, last but definitely not least. Hello, hello. darling. Hello. All right, ladies, you want to take a second and tell us something about yourselves, Alex Lane? Um, I'll go so I can go back to my pizza here. Um, <laughs> I'm Alex Lane. I'm a professor at Metropolitan State University studying uh, game studies. And um, actually, um, I have a new title. Did Ooh. I tell you guys about this? I am no. officially the director, the director of the Center for Game Design and New Media Studies. Wow. Congratulations. Yep, we just started a new center. And I have new business cards and letterhead coming in the mail. Fantastic. Fancy, yep. fancy. I know, pretty exciting. Fancy. You gotta give me tenure now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bianca, tell us about yourself, darling. Yeah, sorry, I was just taking a swig of my beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody else was drinking. Yeah. Um, uh, hi, I'm Bianca Batty. I am a, a second year PhD candidate at Purdue University working on uh, 20th and 21st century American literature. Um, and specifically uh, in that sort of area, I like to look at video games as a form of contemporary narrative. Um, and so I really like to look at how things like gender, race, and sexuality are represented in games and sort of think about how those converse with the bigger social and cultural pictures um, and with literature too. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of weird stuff, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. Well, I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> so <laughs> your stuff is fun and weird too, Charlotte. It's I'm great. Not all that, I'm not all that analytical about it, though. Like, so what I'm going to tell you is, I'm Charlotte Hyde. I'm a doctoral candidate at Purdue University. I'm on the job market, so I have no filter right now. <laughs> and um, I just want to point out that that should be the opposite, but go ahead. I, 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 you have a point. You have a point. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I should probably go, right? <laughs> no. Um, no. I, I love Legos. I actually do dream about Legos. I'm sure Sam also dreams about games. But I do dream about Legos. See, it's not as analytical. I don't, I don't know. That's okay. I overthink things. So, you know. <laughs> so, so do I, but I'm always like, yeah. so. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll do our usual what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking this evening uh, before we get into our uh, topic of the week, which is fun stuff. Um, and because we're doing a back to school episode. Yay! <laughs> So, 
You don't have to be happy about going back to school. You just have to be happy about the episode. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to be happy about it because I'm not. <laughs> okay, I'm on the job market, so I'm super happy to be going back to school. It's the best thing. I was never not, it's like not going back to anything. It's just like, oh, you're working a lot now, and now you're working right. a lot over yeah. here. Like, There's more. There's more. Mm-hmm. Oh, Alright, so I will not go first this week. Alex, tell us what you've been playing, darling. Um, yeah, I, I think I can speak for everybody on this podcast that we've all had very little time to game. Mm-hmm. I've had probably the least amount of time, maybe except during my week-long prelim exam. Mm. Um, I haven't had this, this uh, little amount of time to game. So uh, one night I was like, F this. And do you see how I said F instead of fuck? Because my mom's here. So, <laughs> but then she turned around and said it. <laughs> she's not even listening to me. Um, oh, she is. She rolled her eyes. Okay. So uh, anyway, so I was like, you know, whatever. I'm playing some Don't Starve Together. So I played Don't Starve Together for a few hours one night. Um, I tried to play a couple of my normal games with, to play when I'm really stressed out, and they just weren't doing it. But DST is a good game for when you're stressed out. It's just repetitive enough, but mm-hmm. just good enough that it keeps you going. Um so I played that, but the thing I've been playing a lot of um, are board games lately. There seems to be less hate, you know? Like when I'm playing a board <laughs> game with my mom, she's not saying the kinds of things that gamer gators say to be like, um, <laughs> trash talk. Your mom's not, not telling you to go kill yourself. And, uh... <laughs> not saying any of that, exactly. Um, oh, so I've been playing a lot of board games. I'm really excited about it. Um, I've been playing Splendor. Um, obsessively on the iPad and in person whenever I can get someone to play. I have two um, uh, game days going now with a couple different groups. Um, Machikoru is my uh, love right now, which I'm going to talk about during my indie game of indie board game of the week. Um, and uh, Flip City, which is another one of my faves that I'm doing right now. Um, and I think that's pretty much all I've been playing. Oh, some Lego, Marvel, and stuff. Or not Marvel, uh, Jurassic. Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What about you, Charlotte? Um, nothing. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing... Well, I mean, I had the self-imposed Lego band for a month, which was terrible. <laughs> but I finally completely moved, so I've gotten, like, really into that again. So I haven't really played any games. I'm going to finish Life is Strange this weekend. That's mm. my, my goal. Well, not finish it, but you know what I mean, catch up. Yeah. I actually did, I did catch up. So that is one thing, that's like the only real gamery thing I did the last couple weeks is I caught up with Charlotte, that. Charlotte, you have to finish this, because yes. I think you're the only one of us who is not I know, finished. I'm going to do it this week. I will and pro- we've been I waiting to talk about, about it as a group. Yeah. Isn't it weird that I was so happy at the end of the episode? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I promise I'll do it this weekend. I promise. I, I was going to do it last weekend, but then the picnic and, you know, whatever. So... This weekend. Okay. It's a long weekend. I'm not going anywhere. I have no plans. So treat yourself. It will happen. Yes. I know. I'm just gonna hang out and like cook cook food and play with my kid and play kid friendly <laughs> video games apparently. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I have not been so excited about a weekend and I don't even know. <laughs> we just started school like three days ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And already the long week. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second week of school. I'm like, is this the first week of school? Shit. <laughs> no, no, it's the second week. But I've only gone four days because I go Tuesday, Thursday. So mm. it's like I've struggled through four days and now we can have a long weekend. <laughs> 
I sure do love Purdue, though, because they give us, like, um, fall break and stuff. So after this, mm -hmm. there's another one. This, these things don't happen in Texas. No. <laughs> well, there's no fall in Texas. Well, yeah, there's no, there's certainly no fall break in Texas. <laughs> Seasons changing? What is that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what about you, Bianca? Um, I have been playing Until Dawn. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I treated myself to an early birthday present, um, and uh, Alex and I have actually been playing it together. So every time, like a character will change, we'll like hand each other the controller. Not me, by the way. Nice. Not like, you. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> different Alex, a male one, um, who yeah. I am married to. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's been fun to to just play that game together and talk about like why we make certain choices uh, together. Um, I'm wow. still like, it, and so it's. I mean, it's not scary. It's more like laugh. Scary kind of a thing. As but that's why I think it's just made for me because I heard it was just like, yeah. like, I mean, all, like all the cheesy, horrible things about horror. Movies. It, yeah, it's, right. it's like every single cheesy horror trope you could possibly imagine, just like vomited into one game. It sounds which, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about some of those tropes um, because I've haven't finished the game obviously yet so um cause but is it good that's the question that is the question yes. yeah um because it, it's a regular $60 game right yeah, yeah it is okay um I mean I, I like it I'm having fun with it I'm having a hard time with some of the like Native American imagery and how that's used to evoke this sort of spooky, mysterious, scary environment sometimes. Mm. Um, so because they use this sort of like totem structure mm -hmm. to foretell the future and what might happen to your character. So I don't know how that's going to play out yet, but I'm already feeling a little icky about it. What um, the fuck are people going to stop doing that stupid right? shit? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I'm like especially aware of it right now, too, because I'm taking a class on 19th century American literature, which is like all about icky Native American stuff. And so it's just like all speaking to each other for me right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also like there's some, I mean, because it is drawing from horror, which has some problematic stuff with gender. Mm -hmm. um, and so some of the female interactions I'm not liking because there will be times where like I'll have, you know, two of the, the guys in the game will be talking to each other and either their conversation can get like really hostile or you can be like, hey, it's all cool, man. Like, let's just be cool together. And you can diffuse that situation. But then there's like, it doesn't seem like you can diffuse any potential cat fights a lot of times. And so I feel like I was like trying to not have the women get in these fights, but like I couldn't prevent it um, in a lot of the uh, conversations they were having in the game. And I didn't, I don't know, I don't, that kind of felt icky to me too. Um, so I'm not sure, but it's still, like, fascinating, and, like, it's, but it's also, like, the graphics are almost, like, Uncanny Valley, because all of the characters look like the actors that are playing them, so, like, 
Hayden uh, Panettiere. I'm probably butchering her last name. I think that's uh, how you say it. Oh, hey, then I'm not butchering it. I know what I'm doing. Um, she She's one of the characters, and her character looks exactly like her, but it's like super uncanny valley for me sometimes. Um, but I also think that that's kind of interesting, like, too, like, how these, like, graphical representations of these characters are actually looking like the actors. So, like, is this game... This game is really trying to evoke this, like, really cinematic experience um, and, like, allow us to feel like we're in a horror movie, I guess. Um, but, oh, again, some of the, the tropes are problematic, but I'm still... I still think it's it's fun to play, and it's fun to think about the fact that there apparently are so many different ways the narrative can go, um, depending on the choices that you make. Um, I think I read somewhere, and I mean, don't I, this could be wrong, but there's like over like a thousand potential lines of narrative that you can go down depending on what choices you make in the game, which is like crazy and fascinating. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that, like, for me, because I'm someone who really thinks about horror a lot, um, it's going to be generative <laughs> regardless, because it's totally giving me a lot to think about and write about. Um, so, I guess, in that sense, for me, it's worth the $60. Um, and, uh, I mean, if, if people are interested in, you know, thinking about how a horror game can be super based on choice, you know, more like the kind of um, gameplay that you would do in, like, Life is Strange, I think that's really interesting, too. So mm -hmm. I'm having fun. I'm probably going to go after a couple of beers but together right now. I'm going to go play it with Alex again <laughs> tonight and, uh, you know, just keep thinking about, like, why we're both making the choices that we're making. So it's a lot to think about. So I'm having fun with it because I like to overthink things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because they, since they were billing it as an interactive film, right? I was really interested in it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, what do I do? Do I get it? Do I not? Um. I'm. I mean, yeah. Maybe I'll wait. I'm. I'm. I'm super behind. Yeah. I would. In a lot of the games that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And I've got a lot of stuff that I bought brand new and literally have not even cracked the wrapper on or downloaded. <laughs> I feel like you should. De I mean, you should definitely play it eventually. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm sure I probably will because you know I'm really interested in that whole race thing. Go figure. Yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. I will keep you posted for sure. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yep. Oh, then I guess it's my turn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been playing some stuff. Um, I have been super duper duper busy, or as my kid says, super duper schmooper busy. <laughs> um, but I've had a little time to sneak in some stuff. I finally got around to playing Tales of the Borderlands Episode 4. Mm. It was really short. Really? <laughs> Compared to the other other episodes, I think I think it was really short, or maybe oh. I was just so engaged that it went fast. <laughs> um, I need to go and see what other people say in terms of the length, but it feels like it was maybe half the length of the other episodes. Huh. Um, which was really disheartening because there's only like one episode left. Mm. Um, made me sad. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was good, and it's still really really funny. 
Um, so if you haven't played Tales of the Borderland and Borderlands and you like the whole Telltale uh, point-and-click adventure style game, mm-hmm. this is definitely one to play. It's not heavy narrative. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like, even though it's not Telltale, it's don't not, it doesn't feel like Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like Telltale's Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like, thank God, Game of Thrones. It's lighthearted. It's funny as shit. Do you have um, to be like... Go ahead. No. Um, no, you don't have to be into Borderlands. <laughs> Okay. If that was what you were going to ask. Yeah. Because I tried to play Borderlands before. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it was just like your run-of-the-mill shooter. I ran around shooting shit, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was nice. I so didn't I dig it either. That's why I've been staying away. Well, after a couple of hours, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this, and I didn't play it anymore. Um, but this, because it's so narrative-heavy, it gives me a better understanding of the of the kind of the worlding narrative in Borderlands. It makes me want to go back and play Borderlands. Huh. So after I'm done, when I catch up with the 40 other games I'm behind on, <laughs> or maybe just for shiggles. Well, and plus the the Extra Life marathon's coming up. Yeah. Um, I'll probably play some Borderlands because I'm really looking forward to that now. Um, I also played. Um, a little phone game called Little Healer. Um, when we were on, uh, when we uh, Alicia and I went on Justice Points to talk about Invisibility Blues, um, that one of the games that came up, I think Apple Cider Mage was playing it, uh, was Little Healer, um, and, and it's just like the healing mechanic from MMOs. Hmm. And that's all the game is. So, and I'm, you know me. Everybody knows me that, that has played games with me. I am not a healer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to run in and shoot shit. I am the opposite. I'm tanking. <laughs> and do, you know, I'm DPS, right? That's the way I am, right? So, um, I'm running in, and I'm like, I'm going to play this a little bit. And I played for about five minutes, and I was like, hmm. I'm going to give it five more minutes. And I gave it five more minutes, and I was like, oh, nope, <laughs> not a healer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can see if healing is your thing, mm-hmm. then it would be fun. right? I'm a, definitely a healer, always. You would love, love it. this. It's called Little Healer. Okay. You have to, you have to check it out. <clears throat> um, you would really, really love it. It be, and and, and it, it ramps up, right? So it starts out easy. It's like, so you have these two people. You need to heal them while they're taking damage from this monster. So you can see what damage the monster's taking. But you can see what what um, what damage your teammates are taking and you're, you're healing your teammates, right? So you kind of keep them healed, right, while, while, the, monster's, while the monster's health bar is going down. Um, and then it escalates. You get more team members. The monsters get stronger. Um, you get uh, you get various and varying teammates. So some people are stronger, some people are weaker. You only you know you only have so much. Um, you only got ha- you only have so much healing that you can do. So you're trying to figure out who to heal at what point. All this other stuff. I can see how it would be really really fascinating if that's your gig. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I want to be in there killing the monster. I <laughs> do some damage to the monster, and you can't because all little healer. Uh, it's free, so yeah, definitely check it out. 
I'm on it. Alex, she's like, yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other game that I've been playing this week is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on a 3DS, which I played way back when it first came out. Um, I played way back when it first came out, but the DS that I was playing on got stolen way back when. That was a crazy story. I was doing this whole tour of of games-based conferences, so I was carrying a lot of gaming equipment with me, Mm -hmm. and somebody at one hotel clipped me for all my game systems. No. Yep. <gasps> Horrible. That really sucked. Yeah. Alex, do you remember that? Yeah. Where was that? Philly? Um, I don't remember. Uh, it was. It was one year we were. We had. We did both GLF yeah. and computers in writing and something yeah. else. And we were just going from conference to conference to conference. So I and I was just moving. Frostburg. Yes, and yeah. and I was going from conference to conference because they were literally stacked on top of each other. I remember yeah, and somebody that. clipped me for oh, all my games. Oh, oh God. Well, not all. Well, all the ones I had with me. Yeah, that would be impossible. And your Kindle, right? Your Kindle. Oh yeah. Yep, they got they got they got Kindle. They oh. got iPad. They got DS. No. They got Vita. Um, they 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 and all my and all my carts that oh. went with them. So, I can't believe that. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember that. That was horrible. It was horrible. Because we did that games workshop Yep. at Frostburg and all. Yep, I remember that. Yep. So, I mean, so we were carrying a lot of stuff with us because we were doing workshops, too. Um, I mean, I had projectors and, and laptops and all kinds of shit, but they, you know, took what was easy because it was in one bag, and it was just like, oh, cool, we can fit this shit easy. Um, that was fun. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, but I never replaced Ocarina of Time then, um, because I was just so fucking disheartened. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a lot of stuff that I was, like, right in the middle of playing, and, you know, you're, uh, you can't, you, you don't have, like, cloud saves. Yeah. So you were like, eh, oh. <laughs> 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 So, um, my kid's been sleeping with Hyrule Historia and is really loving everything to do with Zelda right now. (laughs) Um, But is really fascinated by the narrative in Ocarina of Time. Mm. So I said, oh, I'm going to go out and buy her the cart. We can share it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except for, guess what? They've discontinued the cartridge. Of course. Yeah. So... And then I was like, well, I wanted to buy the cartridge so we could share it, right? I was like, and maybe I'll finish it, you know, while we're at it. I'll just play through it again, um, and we can switch. Like, because that's when it's a game we both want to play. I just buy it on cart so we can switch mm-hmm. when, when one of us is done. Um, so, but I couldn't, and I was like, look, you were there with me at Target, Charlotte, when I was yeah. first looking for it. Yeah, and I looked on, like, Amazon, and people wanted, like, 60, 70, 80 bucks for it. Uh, it was crazy expensive because it's not available anymore. But you can get it through the eShop, like, for regular 40 buck price. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just got it digital download, and my kid and I have actually been playing it together, doing, like, lap co-op. <laughs> 
So it's been pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a, a happy ending to that horrible <laughs> story. Yeah, way to bring the mood down. No kidding. <laughs> it was a bad day at Target all around. <laughs> it was because you were trying to get a PS4 and they were like, "Denied. You have yeah. none. have none." Did you ever end up getting a PS4, Charlotte? No, because by the time they got them, the sale was over. So I'll have to try again. Couldn't get your man stuff. No, I think that's what it is. I saw us coming. They're like, oh, up, oh, up. Oh, no. You were like, man stuff, hide it. <laughs> hide the man stuff. We have to save this for real men, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they have one today. I was sort of annoyed when I saw it. I was like, look, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they weren't giving rain checks or anything. They were like, fuck. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anybody reading anything interesting? Nope. Nah. <laughs> I'm reviewing a book right now called From Playgrounds to PlayStation. Ooh. Uh, history of, I don't know, play and some other things. Huh. Is it good? Is it, is, it a, is it a published book or a book? Yeah, it's a, public, it's a published book, yeah. Um, and I started reviewing it, full disclosure, and then realized the due date wasn't until November, and then stopped. So I don't really have a lot to say about it, but <laughs> at, uh, at some point on one of these episodes, I'll give you the whole lowdown on it. Uh, but it seems interesting. It's from a historian's perspective instead of, um, and someone who's like really interested in sort of theoretical play like lots of people are um, that aren't necessarily from game studies. So no, I'm, I think it'll be interesting, but I will definitely keep you updated on that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. I'm slowly, um, and not because it's not a good book, but because just because it's been the first two weeks of school, mm-hmm. and you know, grad students taking prelims and people on the job market, everything's been crazy busy. Mm-hmm. I um, so I'm slowly going through the Metal Gear Solid book from Boss Fight Books that Ashley and Anthony Birch wrote, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna write a review of that when it's all said and done for the site. But cool. it's, I, I don't know if I've talked about it before here. Yeah, so I think you mentioned it last time. Yeah. It's really, it's really funny. It's a really good book so far. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Cool. That's the only thing, you know, relevant and interesting that I'm reading. We have a dude crashing the party, just to let you know. Whoa. <laughs> Somebody at Purdue Sorry. has the same dog. Oh, oh really? Dog. Every day I see the dog when I drive to school. <laughs> he wants some of this pizza. Aww. Look at that face. Yeah, that would probably not be a good idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else reading anything interesting? How to mm-hmm. write a, a CV, I guess. <laughs> I'm reading the stuff for your class, Sam, which is super interesting. <laughs> right? I'm just continuing my brown nosing for the semester. <laughs> What class are you taking with her? I'm taking her um, the 605, the computers and language and rhetoric one. Were you not there today? I was. When I walked in. Did you walk in? Yeah. You might have already left. It was like right (laughs) in. Left? Oh, that's sad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back again. I didn't know she was. I didn't know Sam was teaching in that room right before I am. So that's gonna make things a lot more fun. Oh yes, Mm -hmm. awesome. 
Party time. <laughs> Party time. Peanut gallery time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so here's the fun stuff. What you drinking? Um, Alex. I have a lovely boxed wine. <laughs> I offered some to my mama, and she went, no. <laughs> She's drinking coffee. What kind Where of was this water? Wine? She's drinking water. Um, it is a Pinot Noir. It is by Corbet Canyon, which I'd never heard of, but they're the only people who box Pinot Noir, so they have my utmost respect. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Oh, Smalls. Charlotte, what are you drinking? All over her face. I am sort of and somewhat in protest drinking um, basically pumpkin shandy. I'm not. I'm not super happy. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> what else? What, what can I do? They took away all the summer stuff, even though it's not not all. <laughs> it's good, but the weather, you know, like today was like five thousand degrees. Outside. Yeah, it was really hot. Yeah, oh. it's been hot for a couple of days. Yeah. But that's all they have. They done stole it off the shelf. All the good stuff. So. I'll be happier about this. All the people that work at the all the people that work at the liquor stores take took it all home. Yeah. <laughs> Stocked up. That's what happened. Gone. I mean, it's gone. So what's gonna have to happen at the at the end of next summer? You're gonna have to get a job at a liquor store. Yeah. Well, they, and they, they tell find me anyway. Out. No, they tell me anyway, because that's I, I mean, because they know me. <laughs> So I knew it was coming, but I just didn't think it would come so quick across everything. Like even even Kroger, nope, gone. Yeah, everybody's out. Gone. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> last year when oh. they told me when the guy at the liquor store was like, "This is it," I was like, "Okay, okay." But then I kept seeing it everywhere for like a month mm -hmm. at other places. This year, nope, gone, gone. Hmm. So <clears throat> apparently, Everybody it's time for the pumpkin beer. It's time for the pumpkin beer. <laughs> Heat be damned. Right. <laughs> it tastes good, but it's just not, you know, it's just not the right It's not the right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For, it's hard to, it's hard to, that's like eating pumpkin pie when it's 100 degrees outside. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> <it's> cloying. Yeah. <laughs> yep. so that, that's, that's where we are. Yeah. But that's what I'm drinking anyway. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Bianca? What are you drinking? I am drinking a Dave's Pale Ale, and uh, I have a second beer lined up and ready to go for when I finish this one. You, you know are I'm not gonna... a rookie. No, I am prepared. Yes! <laughs> I got an old chub lined up for round two. Nah, I'm man. ready to go. You guys will hear the clapack. And you will know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put it up I to like my you. microphone. Damn, we made a good choice bringing her on. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, I bring the party, you guys. <laughs> I just realized I'm moving my arms a lot, but no one can. <laughs> we can feel the excitement. We can wait, tell. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. I bring the party. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Bye bye again. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Well, I guess it's my turn. Mhm. Mm yeah. Um, we had a a a game a game night at my house. Um, that Charlotte forgot to come to, and uh, <laughs> oh, the shade of it all. <laughs> right. 
Um, so there was a, a whole, and I bought a bunch of beer, and then people still brought beer, so that my refrigerator is like full <laughs> of beer. Well, and in that case, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, because I brought a bunch of beer, and then people still brought beer, because I said, I'm buying beer. And people were like, oh, okay. But then they still brought beer. And I'm like, what part of I'm being, buying beer didn't you understand? Would you think I was going to buy a six-pack? Um, I, I think grad students don't feel right if they just show up without beer. Mm. I think that's a, like a law. Mm -hmm. You have to bring in that beer. Oh, I'm just saying. Lord have mercy. <laughs> anyway, so um, apparently what there were also a couple of different kinds of ciders. Um, and since it's 9,000 degrees outside, I was like, because slowly I'm being becoming acclimated to certain ciders. I've found that I like certain ciders. I just don't like cheap ciders. Mm. Um, so I grabbed two different ciders. Oh, taste uh, test. Oh, yeah, see? <laughs> um, and one of the ciders that I am drinking, the first, is Strongbow Honey. Honey? Mm -hmm. Um, uh-huh, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the strong bows. You, you hate them? You know what? I like... I sort of like them. Have you, tried the, you don't like them? Um, I think they're okay. Um, they're not my favorite. Um, wood, I think uh, the Woodchuck has come up with some amazing varieties. They have a hot uh, cider that's incredible. Whoa. I don't like hops. Oh. That does not sound good at all. No. Oh, God, it's really I don't good. like hops. See, that no. sounds fascinating so, to me. That that's why we that's why you don't like the strongbows. Well, you know what? I had the strongbow berry before, which was really kind of tart. It had lots of tart berries, like raspberries in it, so it was really good. Yeah, I like the tart. Um, ones. But this one is honey. This was really sweet. Yeah, that's but, too sweet. Yeah, I bet. Um, and well, when I finish the other this one, one, yeah, I am moving to an angry orchard green apple. Mm. That's that's definitely one of my favorites. That one's tart. It's super refreshing. I I, I like that one. The the green apple. My favorite is probably the ginger, but the but the or for the angry orchard. But the the green apple is very good. See that 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 scares me. Don't put ginger in beers. But it is pickled green beans though. Pickled green beans. Ginger. It's called ginger yeah. beer. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah, ginger beer is incredible. Yeah. Yes. What you need to get is not your father's well, fruit beer with some ice cream. That's mm -hmm. you know what I've been looking for it. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, it's it's sold out in lots of places. We luckily have it here because you know Minnesota. But but yeah, there's lots of places that sold out. I've been hearing. I tried the Coney Island one. That was pretty good. Was it? I yeah, it, it wasn't a, the other one that Sam liked, the Shepherds or whatever. Mm. I didn't like, I didn't like that one. It had a bad aftertaste. It was too but sweet. The the Coney Island one was it was it was pretty good. It was almost mm -hmm. a little too good though because you didn't notice you were drinking so much because it tasted like. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's, that's like the that's like the Krabby's um that's like the Krabby's fruit uh beer. Oh, I haven't, yeah, Krabby's I haven't makes a ginger that beer that's yeah incredible. I love the Krabby's ginger beer. I haven't tried the fruit thing. Mm -hmm. I got I got some Moscow Mule glasses like those brass cups. Yeah, yeah. Mix it with a little whiskey. Mm. Yes, whiskey mm -hmm. ginger. Yep, you got yourself a night. Nice. Ooh, bunch of luscious, I tell you. I'm talking about y'all, not me. Not me, I'm not a luscious. I'm on the job market. Don't be telling people I'm a luscious. All right. On that note, 
Alex, why don't you tell us about your indie board game of the week? Yeah. Um, I will tell you about that. I'm very excited about it. So uh, Machi Koro is my indie board game of the week. And it's a up to four players, two to four players. And um, I would say who it's published by, but there's like ten names that it's published by, so I'm not going to. Um, but it's uh, it's the premise of the game is... Your city is, you're the mayor of Machi Koro. You've just been elected. But the citizens are, like, really uh, unruly, and they want all of the stuff, right? And it's up to you to, um, to provide it for them. So they want cheese factories and theme parks and radio towers and things buffalo like that. Ranches. And buffalo, <laughs> yes. And uh, what, what is it? Buffalo ranches. Is, I think it's a, is it a buffalo ranch or a cow? It's something like that. Anyway, um... So you have to, like, build up your city before your neighbors build up their cities. Um, and, and then if you do, you, you, if, you get the, if you unlock all of the cool, there's, like, four different special things. If you unlock all four of those um, first, then you win the game. It's all the landmarks. You're trying to get to the landmarks. So it's kind of like Civilization. You can let them in. Uh, it's kind of like Civilization slash SimCity, uh, but in a board game form. So it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. So I brought, I got it over here so I could show you guys kind of like what it looks like. So um, I showed you the cover, I think, here. Machi Koro. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Um, and then, so the game works by you take turns trying to get coins, and then you purchase, like, upgrades for your city. Um, so the cards look like this. They uh, They have different stuff on it. So, like, this one is a fruit and vegetable market. And then it's a, also a dice game. So you like can buy these for coins and get lots of fruits and vegetable markets. And then if you roll, you see at the top it's like an 11 or 12. If you roll an 11 or 12, you get whatever it says on the bottom of this card, which is two coins for every wheat field you own. So things like that. And then you unlock these special... Um, nope. Nope. Like, I don't know where they are. Uh, you're there. So you unlock these special landmarks. Um, this is an amusement park. And then once you get all four landmarks. Ah. So, yeah. I love it. Fun. It is fun. And the games are really oh. short. Like, I played one that took, like, 11 minutes. Um, wow. And I lost. But usually when my mom and I play, um, it takes, like, 20 minutes. So it's it's nice because it's like okay. if you're doing a board game night and you're waiting for like a big long board game to get done, you can play a couple rounds mm -hmm. of it or whatever. So yeah, that's fun. I that's very fun. much say you should get it because it's awesome. <laughs> and you said it's two to four players, right? Two to four, yeah. Awesome. Ooh, Alex and I are always looking for two player games. Yeah, if you're looking for two player games, might I also suggest? Um, yes, please. Two, there's two different games I would suggest. One is Splendor. Splendor is awesome. Which is okay. absolutely the best two-player game. It's up to four, but it's absolutely the best two-player game I've ever played in my life. You lose nothing when you play with two-player. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. Awesome. It's awesome. So I will get it immediately. Uh, so <laughs> if I was going to suggest any game, it's Splendor. Also, this one, I'm j I have a lot of board games sitting around me right now. Uh, <laughs> also, this one, Flip City, you can play one player as well. Oh. So, yep. So that's a that's a good one, but it's a good two-player game as well. So I am writing all this down. This is yeah, Splendor. One hundred percent should be your first buy. Okay, yeah, I'm going to get it this weekend. Thank you. Shitload of fun. 
-hmm. Yeah, I was I almost bought Majikoro when I was at the board game store the other day because I went in looking for Splendor and they didn't have any in. Mm. And I try I always try to you know buy local to keep because mm -hmm. we got a couple of little local independent board mm -hmm. game shops right, in town. Right. And I you know try to do my bit to keep them in business. Mm -hmm. So yes. that's what I do too. Soon, so I like, wait. When during um, Gen Con, they put a ton of games on like seventy percent off on Amazon. So I bought a bunch, like just because I could spend the amount that I spent for two games on five, right? So there's a bunch of ones that I wanted to try. But otherwise, other than that, I'm so glad I didn't know that. Shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> otherwise, I've been going to our local shop every time. Even if you pay like twice as much, like their Cards Against Humanity that I bought my brother for his birthday was fifty bucks. Like that's crazy. But mm -hmm. I want them to be there because I gave my stepbrother Splendor, I gave him my copy, and I really wanted to play later that day. So I, I liked that it existed that I could go get it right now, you know? So you need to score yeah. that. Oh, I'm going to mute myself here. <laughs> A horse just ran by behind Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dogs in the background. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All you need is some like jung, some juggling uh, clowns behind you, climbing in and out of a car. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking your wine out of, Alex? Are you actually using a fancy it's wine a glass? Stemless wine glass. It's a stemless wine glass. That's always what I'm uh -huh. using. Yeah. That's I what I do it. too. I love yeah. those. We're well, drinking box wine. Aren't you supposed to drink it out of a red solo cup? <laughs> um, <laughs> box wine has come a long way. Okay, yes. it's not yes. like necessarily cheap anymore. Now the stuff I drink is cheap, but you know. <laughs> there's there's a mic in the background. I know. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our topic of the week, which is a back to school topic. Um, Yay! <laughs> so I've <laughs> with our back to school topic, I think we figured what we would talk about is um, something fun and light to, to get us back into school <laughs> and podcasting while in school. Uh, <laughs> but to talk about the games that we use to teach. Not just in the classroom, but any number of different ways. Mm -hmm. okay. um, games that we learned from and games that we still learn from, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when we start thinking about the way that we learned when we were kids. Um, yeah, because some of us, like me, I'm really old. When I was really young, there were no video games. There were no video games. There were no computer games. There were no electronic games. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Wow. There, was, there were just analog games, right? You're right. super um, old. <laughs> I am super old. <laughs> oh, um, man. Well, I mean, I'm pretty old. I have video games. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're, you're a couple years younger than me. So Yeah, we had Atari. I was, I was seven when, when video games came out. Huh. Um, and they were still those handheld Coleco games. With the little blips that ran across the screen. <laughs> so my first remember, my first memory is Atari. 
Atari yeah. was old. My dad was so I'm excited. Old. I'm super old. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't save anything, so he would get super excited and be like, "Don't touch the TV." <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, I'm that the was pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. Go ahead. It was, it was pretty interesting because when I was a kid, um, like little, young, um, my mom taught me to count using playing cards. Mm. So, um, you know, it was like, so which one's higher? Um, so it was higher, lower, but not only higher, lower, but also let's count the, the blips on the cards kind mm -hmm. of thing. So it was like very basic. Right, so we're talking really young. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, and and it's it's odd because my mom doesn't play cards. <laughs> huh. I'm like, where'd she get that idea from? Right. Yeah. So it's not like you know she's a poker player or a euchre player or a spades player or a pinochle player. Nothing. She doesn't play card games. Mm -hmm. She's trying to teach um, you how to count cards she, so you can make money. Right. So it's interesting. So mm -hmm. I was like, would you, would I bought a stack of cards and said, I'm going to teach my kid how to count with these? Um, <laughs> but I always thought it was really interesting, and it was something that I remembered mm -hmm. when my own kid was coming of the age that she was starting to count. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to use cards. Oh. Because my mom did. So, I mean, so it was, it's really interesting. The things that we remember, mm -hmm. uh, when, we start, when we start thinking about when we started thinking about cards and games, analog and digital. And how how are you finding the, the card thing working now on the opposite side of this learning sort of tool, like teaching with these cards? Is it working? Is it good? Is it fun? Well, with my own kid, mm -hmm. um... It's, it's fun, right? And like I say, when she was really little, it's like, here, because she's seven now. Right. So it was like, oh, we're going to learn how to count. Um, mm -hmm. But now we do other kinds of card games, right? So right. It, was, it was we went from learning how to count to number recognition mm -hmm. to um, now they're kind of math games. Ooh, so yeah, yeah. A, a, and this was actually her teacher's idea because mm -hmm. she's in second grade, and her teacher's doing this with the kids is they play a version of Go Fish that's actually a math based game. Okay. You choose a number at the start of the the start of the game and it's like, oh, so we're gonna play tens. Right? Mm -hmm. And so what you have to do is you you um, ask for cards that will help you make a pair that equals ten in your hand. So right. if you've got a five, a three, a four a six and an eight. So you might say, do you have a five? And then you pair it with the other five in your hand and you make a ten. And that that is a pair, right? Mm -hmm. So And then you do that to see who can make the most pairs, right? Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because, like I said, she's, in, she's just in second grade. They're just starting second grade. So they're right. still working on how what, co what number combinations you can use to make different numbers. Okay. And, like, you know, like most kids, they're, she loves math. <laughs> Um, but it's interesting to watch the other kids in the class who, you know, don't necessarily love math. Right. Kind of take off. And they want to play that game, right? Oh. They're like, Can we play tens because right. it's a card game. Yeah. So that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
<laughs> so, Charlotte, you said you had an Atari. Yeah. Your dad said, don't touch it. Don't touch it. You can't save anything. So it's like, oh, no. It was funny. <laughs> My dad's a big electronic like geek, though. So mm -hmm. I think they paid $800 for the first VCR that we bought, which is like just amazing now, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> My mother yeah. still talks about that occasionally. She's like, that VCR. He's <laughs> <laughs> still like that. He's got to have whatever it is that's new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's funny. Well, you know that's interesting because I remember the, I remember the first VCRs. Are those the ones with the top loaders that you went? Oh yeah. The top? Well, I yeah. think he got both of them because there was like the Beta and the VCR, the mm -hmm. Beta Max. Yep. And my dad's he yep. he did this with the HD uh, DVD stuff too. We got to buy all the things, mm -hmm. and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my, my mother's god. the same way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh he bought the eight hundred dollar VCR and the Atari. He was so excited about the Atari, I remember him. And I was not as excited about it because it was um well I mean <laughs> you know. I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Like it was I didn't really understand following the little blips around the screen. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't see the the appeal there. Mm -hmm. I learned later, and I got into it. But at first, it was just like, okay, Dad, I won't touch the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I played with for at first. I didn't really get into gaming until the Nintendo. I don't think. But mm. so, what about games that you've uh, taught with or learned from in the classroom? I have not taught with games. I have taught with Lego. That that I mean, I I think that that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it counts too. Hmm. Tell us about well, it. Well, uh, well, I've done I've done the typical like most technical most technical writing instructors do like a Lego day or whatever, hmm. uh, where where you you bring the Legos and they build something and then they have to write instructions and then have um, you know other groups try to recreate the. Um, the, the thing based on the instructions. So I do that, of course, and that's always fun. Uh, I, I ran a whole semester on Lego where they had to pretend like they worked there, and so that meant they had to take on the correct Lego usage. Lego's particular about how you use their um, name, so okay. it's not uh, it's not um, it's not a noun. It's an, an adjective, I guess. So it's Lego bricks, not Legos. Oh, okay. Um, you have to put the, the trademark sign, and um, they're really specific about how uh, pictures can be used and stuff. And so for our project, the big project for the semester, they um, I asked them to, to build a robot mm -hmm. uh, with Lego Mindstorms, which is the robot kit, and then bring in usability at the beginning so they could create iterative... Um, designs of their instructions. Okay. So, um, yeah. It was fun. It would have been a, it would have been uh, it would have been better if Lego was cheaper cuz I only have one Mindstorm set. Hmm. So, it was uh, it was a challenge logistically to get the whole class doing the same project with one set. Yeah. Um, it was fun. This semester I am going to try out some of the Lego serious play stuff. 
in my class, which is, um, I guess, more of a corporate type training thing. Okay. Where they will take the, they will give the, uh, the training class. They will give them Legos and tell them, you know, while we're talking, I want you to start visualizing it, it with Lego, some um, whatever problem you have at work or, or opportunity that you're trying to, you know, solve. Mm -hmm. or, or see or visualize or whatever. So I think I'm going to try that this semester. Huh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask them to sort of visualize their... Um, we do, a, we do a, a white paper project. And I'm going to ask them to sort of visualize their solution. Uh, mostly as a way, I think, of um, brainstorming, really. Hmm. So, so we'll what see. is this... What do, they, what do they build? I mean... Whatever, I mean... You know? It could be some so just some kind of anthropomorphized solution that they build, but yeah, they so have like, to think about it and what it looks like. Yeah, so like I was thinking about today, I was thinking about how would I, how would I build my dissertation? Right? That's exactly what I was just thinking. Mm -hmm. Oh like, wow, whoa, yeah. mind blown. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my dissertation is is about structural secrecy, which is it involves the ways that work groups. Should know, but don't know what the other ones are doing, mm -hmm. which has led to things like disasters. Um, in my case, I'm, I'm doing NASA, so. Um, oh. So I was, I was thinking in my head, like, how would I build this structural secrecy? And I thought, you know, it doesn't really have to be that complicated. I could just build an office um, without walls, but then make the walls clear, right? So then mm -hmm. you have that invisible block. Mm-hmm. Where the information doesn't go through. Damn. Whoa, that is super cool. You're doing really cool stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping they'll dig it. We'll see what happens. It's probably going to be like, what? Wow. <laughs> well, next time you say you don't theorize your play, I think I might have to hit you. Seriously, yes. I no, condone I this aggression. I don't mean that I don't theorize it. It's just that I don't, I'm not always um, able to articulate it. I don't know. Or I think hmm. I'm not anyway. I don't know. Well, you do it every week. You do it every week online. Tangible. Yeah, I think I'm pretty excited about it because I feel like with the white paper assignment, students often think I have no idea what this woman wants from me, right? <laughs> so, and I don't think that this is going to make it any clearer. But at least I'm hoping it'll get them thinking with their hands. Yeah. And and, and maybe it'll be fun. So. That sounds cool as hell. Yeah, and I feel like that's a different way of thinking than yeah. their problem. Well, that's, why I, that's why I started the whole robot thing to begin with, but the robots are expensive, so... Mm. Well, that's interesting because that, that kind of... I mean, because I, I was... And I was talking about this, I think, in our 605 class. Yeah. Um, like, this week or last week is, is the way that I think is I'm, I'm a very visual person. Right, yes. And I like to like be able to see connections between things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should just pull out a big ass box of Legos. I think you should. Maybe. I bet yeah. and, build, and build this paper I'm working on. <laughs> I think I am going to build my dissertation. I think it'll be useful and fun. That's and then, yes. Then I'll have a visual. Cool. Have a visual aid. <laughs> yeah. And then you can tell us all about how that's going. Which <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear about. <laughs> there you go. That's an awesome fucking post for um Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I thought about doing it as a post. Like here it is, I did it. Do it, do it, so. do it. Yeah. I'm excited for that. 
Yeah, I Wait. think the Legos. I think the Lego series play is super interesting. Um, I just recently learned about it. I knew they did like Lego in education, K through twelve and stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize how heavy Lego had gotten into corporate, you know, team building training type yeah. thing. Yeah. So. Okay, more money, more problems. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. does, does, does that give me then um, an excuse to buy Legos and write them off as a research expense? Yes, I think so. If I'm using them to build my research projects, yeah. <laughs> I see no problem with this. Yeah, I, I like that I idea. Because you know, I'm not the Lego scholar. No, <laughs> so I can't write that off. <laughs> Maybe cool. I will be. There you go. Um. Well, what about you, Bianca? You you are not teaching. Yeah, so my situation's a little weird. No, but that's cool. Yeah, I feel like I always refer to my situation as weird, but I, I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's just, I don't know. So, yeah, so I'm not teaching because uh, I was given this fellowship um, which is amazing, and I'm also like, wait, you want to give me this fellowship? Okay. <laughs> well, you're super fucking smart, but anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I, I know I do have a little bit of an imposter syndrome thing happening, but uh, but it, it's okay. We, we, you know what, I'm just plowing through it. And it's, a, it's amazing, and it's a super cool opportunity to have just been, you know, have this thrown at me. It's amazing. Um, so I'm not teaching my first two years. So this is my second year, so I'm still not teaching. Um, so it's which, it, but it is a little weird because you know everyone else in my cohort is teaching, and and so I I feel a little like rusty on the on the pedagogy side of things. <laughs> and I did though teach um, when I did my masters at San Diego State, but I didn't really uh, make any use of games in my classroom. Um, I taught, because my background is literature, um, and so I have made use of like multimedia stuff in my classroom, but I hadn't necessarily extended that to games, because I'm kind of, I mean, I'm gonna, (laughs) full disclosure, I do feel like kind of a a newbie in this field, Um, and I actually kind of touched on this a little bit in my most recent post. because I'm 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 coming at games, honestly, from kind of an outsider position. I've always been kind of on the periphery of games. Um, I mean, I I'm a little bit younger <laughs> than you both, so I grew up with like the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first, that was my first console. So I had I had so a I PlayStation. Think I was like thirty when I had a PlayStation. <laughs> wait, wait. Was it actually at least the the actual PlayStation? It wasn't like the it was the first one. Yes, three years. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, was, it was the first one. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that's what I grew up with, with you know, and my sister and I would play mm-hmm. games together. Um, and so, but you know, I never really thought about them as as narratives, and still, I until I started watching like my my friends playing them and kind of looking at them as like, whoa, there's something interesting happening here in this realm that I don't really know as much about as I feel that I should. 
And so that was kind of what spurred me on this on this path was just like, I don't know, because I guess I like to be like, I don't know anything about this. I'm going to use that as my motivation <laughs> for my research to try to learn more about this cool, exciting stuff that's going on. And I'm, I'm still, that, so that's kind of what has led me along this path, but I'm, it's, it's, it's weird because I, I feel a little bit of like resistance to that in my field sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if that, I, I, I mean, it, because, you know, the, the field of literature has been rife with, you know, issues of tradition and the canon, right? <laughs> you think? Yeah. And yep. if you could see me right now, like, my eyebrows are doing, like, crazy things when I'm talking about the canon. Um, and I just have some problems with that. Um, and with, like, this, I don't necessarily think that thinking about, you know, where our literature has come from is a bad thing. I think we should know those foundations, but I think that we should also be thinking about where things are going. You know, how our how our narrative structures and forms are evolving, how that ties into our media forms. Um, and then therefore, like, what does that say about us? What does that say about the kind of narratives that we are creating and how we interact with narrative? Um, and just the fact that I'm looking at games has, I feel like, taught me so much more about what narrative can encompass. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like right now I'm more like learning things. Like I have more questions <laughs> than answers. Um, and so I'm not necessarily teaching these things, but I'm like the student of all of this. You well, know? that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, which is super fun, but also like terrifying. But I mean, that's why I wanted to do it. Like I knew it was going to be terrifying, but I wanted to terrify myself, which I guess makes sense. Like for why I'm into horror too. <laughs> like my whole life, my whole, my whole like scholarly goals are a horror genre <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool though. It's really fun, and but it's like no one else is doing this. So I feel like whenever I talk to any, well, I mean, not no one else. I don't want to be like, oh, look at me. I'm like the only one <laughs> doing this. But, um, <laughs> but, but at least in my like small sphere of interaction so far, um, there it doesn't seem like there are that many people that really kind of are are coming from where I'm coming from. And so whenever I talk to someone in the field of literature, it's always like. Wow, that's really cool. You're doing really cool stuff. I don't really know anything about video games. Um, yeah. And so it's almost like this barrier. Like, just because we don't know anything about this form means that we feel like we can't go into it um, and talk about it and think about it and integrate it into our work. And I just feel like that's, that's not how things should be, you know? I feel like we should see this sort of thing that's happening right now with our narratives in contemporary, you know, society and be like, okay, hey, people are, are playing with these stories. What does yeah. that say about stories? Um, and what then does that mean for the way we might think about our departments, you know, right. our, the way that we study literature? Um, Bianca's rocking the boat. <laughs> 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 Always. But it needs to be rocked, man. I mean, yes, and if, yeah. you're absolutely right. Because the funny thing is, is that when I started teaching mm -hmm. with games at the university level, because in my previous life, 
Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard me say this before. I was an elementary school teacher. I didn't um, know that. I was an elementary school teacher in my previous life. Um, really? So, yeah, I did use computer games because I was a language arts teacher. And I did use computer games for some stuff and to, to play around a little bit. And then most of them were entertainment kind of games um, because that was, you know, what we were allowed to do mm -hmm. back in the Stone Ages. Mm -hmm. um, but when I went back to grad school, um, actually it was during my PhD because when I was doing my master's degree, I was still teaching mm -hmm. and going to grad school at night because, you know, crazy. And Oof. not crazy, sorry, because glutton for punishment. Right. right? Mm -hmm. There we go. Um, and then when I went back for my PhD, because my master's degree was in literature, I was primarily teaching literature. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, so for um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm old. They didn't have like retcomp as a, <laughs> you know, nobody knew what retcomp was back right. in the in the Stone Ages. Mm -hmm. uh, it existed, but nobody knew what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just it was just kind of solidifying as a field because you know I I graduated right around the time that like Janice Lauer founded our program here at Purdue. You're not that high old. school. Graduated from high school. Oh, I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> not. Not college. Graduated from high school. I thought you made your PhD. I was oh, like, God, no, no. 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 <laughs> I got that 15 years ago. That was long enough. Um, You've only been a PhD for 15 years? 15 years, yeah. Wow. Um, but I'm not that old. Damn, Charlotte. <laughs> no, no, no. I just assumed that you just seem like somebody who's been doing this forever. So. I feel like I've been doing it forever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I had a lot of teaching experience coming in. Yeah. Um, so when I started doing my PhD, I was teaching and I was teaching literature classes. I was teaching African American literature. And so I really started, I mean, and there were no games with black folks that, that you wanted to bring into the classroom. Right. <laughs> back, yeah. back in the early 90s, right? So, um, but we had a lot of we were we were working a lot with moos and muds mm. in in the in the English studies classroom. So I had students build narrative spaces in okay. moos and muds. Mm -hmm. And there were some of the most fascinating fucking projects. And and I did a lot of building myself because I wanted to demonstrate to them how, how it was done. Right. Yeah. So there were so there were all of these different I had this huge house that I had built and there were rooms built around different time periods. Ooh. Um, yeah. It was really cool. And different genres and, and different kind of genres of writing. So because I was teaching all these different courses, right? So it was really fascinating and one of the best projects that I ever remember was in an African-American lit class and I still to this day kick myself that I did not archive that project um, oh. when the mood that it was built in eventually went offline because it was an educational mood um, ah. that was um, that was run at through a university so I could archive we could archive student projects uh -huh. um, but we had been doing slave narratives Mm. And mm. this student built, because I don't know if you know the story of slave quilts, right? But each, but blocks in slave quilts back in the day used to tell stories or be indicative of 
um, they, because people would wash them and hang them on a line. So it would be indicative of whether or not this was a place that you wanted to stop if you were on the Underground Railroad. It told oh. stories. So they were these kind of bulletin boards is what they were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, this and this student built a small slave quarters um, with a quilt hanging on the line. And what happened is every time you looked at different blocks on the slave quilt, you were transported into a different narrative. That's so cool. It was the coolest fucking thing I had ever seen. And I had That is such a good I idea. Forever. Right. And, so, and then when when the when the mood was going offline, I was just kind of disheartened and I was like, No, I'm not archiving any student projects and then it was gone and I was like, Shit. I didn't even archive my space. Because you could, because I could have easily taken it somewhere else and, and uploaded it, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't even archive my own space. Um, but I wish beyond anything else that I had archived hers, and and because I really wouldn't have cared about my own. But hers was just to see what kind of work students could do in a mm -hmm. one semester course. Mm -hmm. Right? Ask them to think about narrative in an interactive way. Oh. That's yeah. such a cool thing. Yeah. Like, she should make that into a game now. I would hey, let's find super her. play it. <laughs> <laughs> Get in touch with her immediately. Call her out right now. That was like 20 years ago. Good God. <laughs> Call her and be like, Call her and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I doubt she's building in moves still, but who knows? She should be doing something, though. Mm -hmm. That's such a good idea. Like that is a game that people should be playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. <laughs> this doesn't have anything to do with this doesn't have anything to do with teaching games mm -hmm. per se, but it, it, I, it, I'm reminded of it because it was really fun. Um, so back at my other school, we would do instruction assignments. Mm -hmm. And the students could pick out whatever they wanted to write instructions on, you know, within reason, of course. Just not whatever. But mm -hmm. so a couple of my one of my groups of students decided they wanted to write instructions on how to get to a certain um, warp pole in uh, Super Mario Brothers. Mm -hmm. And it was it was so fun because uh, well it was fun and stress for me because my my boss at the time was a really awesome boss, uh, but but very uh, professional. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so my students are sitting there playing Super Mario Brothers, and there's a glass door, like, right in front of them. <laughs> and I was just like, the whole time I was stressed out, I was like, she's going to walk by, and she's like, what are you doing in there? What are you doing? <laughs> but I, I think that kind of work is fascinating, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it that is teaching, right? Yes. To think about, you yeah. know, having them, you know, do these workplace documents based on something that they can have fun doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was sort of reminded me to what Bianca was speaking to about, you know, no, people it, people are like, we don't do video games. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, it's not just literature. I mean, even tech comm people I talk to all the time are like, oh, yeah, I don't do that. Mm. I mean, which is fine, but it just mm -hmm. seems like people like sort of back away sometimes, like, oh no. Yeah. 
It's like video games because of this aspect of like, oh, it's fun, so therefore it's not yeah. worthwhile. Yes. And like, but I feel like yes. in the field of literature, that happens with whatever the current thing is. Yeah. Like, oh, comic books, we can't use those in the classroom. Well, now they are. Or like, right. oh, film, that's not for of value right. in classrooms. <laughs> no, they are. Like, science fiction, what is that? Not worth it. Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I have to ask then. I have to ask. Are you the literature student that won't yell at me for liking Stephen King? I, I want to find at that. Anyone person. for whatever they like, because you do you. You know. Okay. <laughs> no, Boy, I, think I get Stephen yelled King at a lot. Has, No, that's fine. You like Stephen King. That is cool. <laughs> I have read Stephen King. It's all good. <laughs> I just feel like, because here's my problem with this, and actually, thank you for bringing up Stephen King, and I'm going to go on a rant here. <laughs> oh, no. Not in your direction, though. In your favor, maybe. I feel like there is still, like, in literature departments, this thing where it's, like, high culture versus low culture. Like, pop culture is still seen as, like, the devil or something. Like, no, we can't study that. That's, like, not rigorous enough. But I don't understand this, like, divide between high culture and low culture. And I know I've written about this, too. Oh, God, I feel like that jerk who references herself all the time right now. Um, <laughs> you'll see my previous posts. <laughs> as I've said before. <laughs> um... But it's like, like I okay. So I'm gonna. So that post actually is like I was. I was at this party and there was this guy there that I went to school with for my undergrad, randomly. And he was like, it was just like, oh hi, how are you? And like you know, just talking. And what are you doing? And then like he was like, oh, you're working on video games. Well, do you really think that that's like a high art form? And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> when is high art the only thing that we can study? Like, why is that right. the only thing that's worthwhile? I don't understand that because if so many people are into these other things that aren't considered by the ivory tower to be quote unquote high art. Like, then we're completely discounting <laughs> so much more stuff that's happening in, like, our society that could be totally worthwhile to study. Be like, hey, why do people like this? What's going on over there? Like, why are people gravitating toward this stuff? What's that saying about us right now? And, like, I don't, you know, because it's like, oh, well, it's right now, so, like, that's not going to have any value later on, which is definitely a concern of pop, like, when we study pop culture, a lot of times it can feel really fleeting, like, and then it's hard to actually write something that's current and and rigorous at the same time, but I don't think that that means that we can't write about stuff happening now and think about how it makes sense for a lot of time, you know, for over time, how it doesn't apply to how things have been happening before, how it might not apply to how things might be moving forward. Um, so I, I just, I just, I'm sorry, this is my rant, and I'm going to end it right now. But, like, I, that's why, so, like, if you like Stephen King, fuck yeah. Do your thing, like Stephen King. I just rhymed there, and I'm going to keep going with that. Um, and, like... That's fine, but and people can also write about that in academia too. And like, why are people gravitating towards Stephen King? What's he writing about that people are so like into? And I think that that is just as much of value as whatever anyone else is writing about. About I don't know, fucking Shakespeare or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, it's all worth it. 
then that's that's the end of of that. No, that that is rant worth that is rant worth ranting. <laughs> yes. A lovely rant. I feel lovely. like I've been holding that in. <laughs> Here it is, people. <laughs> Let me tell you. I just needed to get that off my chest because I feel like it's a resistance that mm -hmm. I'm constantly having to yep. deal with in my own work and like I which is fine like I feel like that's why that's why I'm like okay my work matters um or one of the reasons why so it like pushes me because I get angry and then I'm just like you know feisty and having to deal with that which is good it gives me something to <laughs> motivate myself. Um, but, like, it, I, I just, I don't know. So so it's, it's a frustrating thing, too, because it's just, like, I'm constantly having to think about what is, what are people going to be arguing and how do I deal with that to show them that, like, this is a legitimate thing to be talking about. So there are, like, some creative workarounds that I'm having to figure out as I go, um, which, like, also I think is making the, speaking of creative workarounds, like thinking about my work within the department, like at Purdue too, who I'm working with, how I'm arguing for what I'm doing to them. It's a lot of, it's a lot of workarounds, you know, because I'm not like, oh, I'm doing 19th century whatever. and like, oh, cool, yeah, we're all doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> but, your work is fascinating, and your work is—I mean—and this is—and this is the thing, right? Anybody, I mean, because we all run into that, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, it's—it's not—is—is it's not the bugaboo of literature only. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we all run into it. I—I I mean, I'm not in literature, and I run into it from time to time. And you know, I go—I do game studies within rhetoric and composition. I do right work with reads of of, of identity based. Um, identity-based politics, identity-based rhetorics, and mm -hmm. video games, and they're like, oh, video games. So that's what, yeah, that's you, what I was saying about tech column, even, which which sounds like it wouldn't be a problem. Right. So, like, so you play games all day? No, no, yeah. actually, why, I don't. Why are games this like final frontier of legitimacy <laughs> right now? I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. People are like, oh, that sounds interesting, but I don't like games, so. Like, well, that's fine too. I mean, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, I maybe I don't like what you do. Like, well, I'm not gonna write off what you do then. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, but you, you think about it. People have that same reaction when you tell them what you do as a hobby, right? Uh -huh. And people are like, "Well, yeah. how do you have time to play games?" And I'm like, "How do you have time to binge watch shit on Netflix?" I mean, yes. right. I don't. I mean, and people are like, "I don't understand." Well, it's easy to understand. One. It's my research. I make time for it like everything else. But even aside from that, I don't watch television. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's easier for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, so, you know, while you're watching 14 episodes of Orange is the New Black. <laughs> yeah. And see, I'm like, that was not like, I'm binge-watching that, that right and I'm either. playing games, yeah. and I'm reading books, and I'm thinking, like, how do we connect all these things to make everyone get along? <laughs> mm -hmm. Orange is the New Black is an excellent show, but anyway. <laughs> I watched the first season. I did, and I enjoyed it. I watched the first season, and I enjoyed well, it. But because I'm not a television watcher, I'm not motivated to go to Netflix and click to watch more. Right? right. I have Netflix. Yeah. 
I have Hulu Plus. I have all these different vehicles for watching television, even ones that I pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're more so that, but I don't have cable. Mm, but okay. they're more so that my kid can watch shows that she wants to watch, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, when people come to my house to visit, that they can watch things on television and not be forced to, um, you know, play video games, right? So, I mean, my kid likes, you know, stuff like she likes to watch less plays. She likes, oddly enough, to watch stuff like documentaries. She's like, I like shows that are facts. And I'm like, yes. Yes, you do. Um, oh, man. Awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I, I like, I can't just sit and watch TV, but um, that's where the Lego comes in. <laughs> yeah, Lego, Lego's good for, well, you know what, when I do, when I do, the only time that I will watch television, because I, I will generally watch, this is going to sound very odd, one television show at a time. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, you know. I don't think that's odd. I mean, like, all season, right? So, no, if I'm I don't watching, think that's odd. <laughs> if I am watching television, I am watching one hour of television a week. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's whatever it is that I'm watching right there. You know, and usually there are certain things that I watch. Like I like, oddly enough, Blacklist. <laughs> well, that's not that's not odd because that's the kind of game I like too, right? <laughs> but you know, espionage where you get to run in and kill people. Uh, <laughs> so and so I watch Blacklist, but I watch, you know, I go in and I watch it on Hulu Plus mm-hmm. with limited commercials, and I could be in and out in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, I take it back. That is odd, because most of us, when we think of watching one show at a time, we mean the binge watching of the entire no. year mm. on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I mean one show. Is what I mean. <laughs> You're like, no, that that's weird. That's weird. I'm like, yeah, that's not weird at all. I sit here and watch 48 shows all I mean 48 through. <laughs> not me. It's like one show. I'm watching that one. I wait because they gotta wait for like like midnight or the next day. No, I don't even do that. I if I like a show, I just wait for it to be done. Before I start like getting really into it, because I have no patience for that shit. I just want to watch the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh no! See, I don't want to do that. I mean, on, oh, on a very rare occasion. So you know when I will watch television is if I am this around holidays, right? Because I have this thing that around holidays I'll knit like a basket mm-hmm. of hats or a basket of scarves or a basket of mittens mm-hmm. or something. For, and then, like, take them to family gatherings and pass them around, and everybody gets to pick the thing oh, that they want. That's fun. It is a lot of fun, yeah. right? But it's, what's really fun is to see somebody, like, eye in the basket, and then somebody picks the scarf that they want, and then they're like, no. Yeah. There you go. My mother, my mother got a scarf as a gift one time, and she didn't like it, and I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I, I promptly stole it from her. And then naturally... <laughs> Naturally, as soon as I start wearing it, she's like, that's a really nice scarf. Of course. Mm-hmm. I know it is. That's why I took it from <laughs> See, but you know what? The, the person who knitted it for her, the person who knitted it for her would, mo- would probably more appreciate you having it because you appreciated it more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I still wear that scarf all the time. I love it. <laughs> so when I'm knitting, because my hands are busy, I can't play games. So I will either listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, Mm-hmm. Or if I'm at, or watch something on television. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, I'm gonna try audiobooks because sometimes television is too distracting. So and mm-hmm. it's, it's good for that kind of stuff. Because uh, Lego's sort of visual, right? So I need to see. 
Yeah, so you need to see. So, yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, otherwise you're like, oh, shit, I put the wrong thing in the wrong. And then you have to, you don't realize it until you're like 10 steps forward. Then you got to go back and yeah, take it out apart. Redo it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> Which I guess um, is easier than with knitting. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, like, rip out three hours worth of work. Oh. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So I'll, I'll like sometimes, but then. I, I'm I've been knitting for so long I can knit without looking at it, especially if it's something that's just mm-hmm. plain. So like socks or hats or certain scarf patterns if I can like memorize them or sweaters if they're just plain and don't have cables and stuff I can pretty much or even if they do because I just stop when I get to the cable and and pay attention to it. But I watch television then. And I've been working on a shawl for someone. Ooh. Um, and shawls are big. Yeah. And they, um, so I started watching, and I've tried to watch it before. This is see, a way off topic from play, right? <laughs> but um, I, I st- tried watching it before, and I never could watch it. But I started watching because it just hit Netflix. I started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes! <laughs> Sorry, I have never watched that actually. Never. Oh I, my god! I'm actually getting <laughs> it, and I hated Buffy the Vampire Slayer all these years. It's so good. I think I always like because I've seen it so many times now. I've, I'm pro- I just always have it looping, um, like in the <laughs> background. Like I'm I'm horrible, and I just like if I have to just write a super quick thing. I will have it on in the background, like as background noise. Or if I'm like doing laundry or something, I will put Buffy on. It's like either Buffy or it's Bob's Burgers or it's X Files. Usually, <laughs> like that's that's the stuff in rotation. But I'm probably on like either the fifth or sixth go through of Buffy. Mm. And like as soon as I get done with season seven, I just start season one again and just go through it all. But I think for me, it's sort of just like comforting at this point you know just in the background and like especially if I'm having some sort of anxiety or like existential crisis like immediately I need to put Buffy on and it just calms me down (laughs) Um, because Buffy I guess right yeah exactly Um, so yeah I love Buffy See, that's funny because like I said there's nothing because I only watch one show at a time so I'm not watching Anything else right now? You just what season are you on? Oh, I, like I said, just I, I'm not a big TV watcher. I don't binge watch stuff, <laughs> so I'm lucky if I get in like two or three episodes a week. So I'm still at the beginning of season one. Okay, it starts off cheesy for sure. Season one is the cheesiest. <laughs> it gets. Well, I'll be happy. It'll, it'll. I'll get. It'll get better. You will be. You, yeah, it, it's so good. I love it so much. I think seasons three and five are my favorites. So. <laughs> Maybe I should check it out because everybody talks about it. So. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it has its problems, obviously. But, um, I mean, definitely as far as, like, diversity goes, for sure. But I think that it's, I don't know, I just love it so much. <laughs> A lot of people do. You're not alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I'm like I'm focusing more on X Files right now because since it's coming back in January, I'm trying to get all caught up again. Refresher course. I mean, I'm doing a lot of homework. That's what I'm doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, all that reading. <laughs> all that reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I guess on that note. 
<laughs> the back to school specials mm -hmm. um, that you can watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer while you do your homework. De-stressor. <laughs> There you go. Job market de-stressor. It's just in the background. It's on. Mm-hmm. Are you knitting something? <laughs> That's my de-stressor. Mm-hmm. That and video games. And but I coloring. think that, that, that does kind of go back to what we're talking about, you know, thinking about yeah. back to school, thinking mm -hmm. about how games and play inform our, you know, <laughs> being entrenched in academia. And it's like, you know, there are so many different layers to how we're all using games, right? I mean, we can use them as distressors, we can use them as teaching tools, or we can use them to learn from. I think, and, and I think that's just, that speaks to how multifaceted games are and how helpful they can be on, on so many different levels mm -hmm. um, and how they can be applied to so many different things. And so, I mean, hello, value. <laughs> right there. Right. Um, so I don't know. I think this all like ties together. You know how we're using games in our lives in academia. You know, right yeah. Yeah. Or or play in general. Like I said, because exactly. I use I use coloring mm. to um, kind of calm myself as a distressor. Mm -hmm. I'm really stressed out. Okay. I break out one of my fancy coloring books mm -hmm. and. One of one of our own staff members just sent me a super fancy coloring book, um, because I have been trying to get it forever and it's always sold out everywhere. <laughs> well, it's it's Ashley and her publisher publishes this coloring book, so she sent me a copy, um, because she's Aww, a sweetheart. That's amazing. Yeah, so I have my fancy coloring books and my kids. She's a great artist, mm -hmm. um. So she loves to do that kind of stuff. She's always drawing and painting and doing all these things. And she's actually really stinking good. Um, and it's, it's funny because that's something all her teachers have always said. It's like, she's such a great artist. She pays such attention to detail. She does, And she is. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm glad. Mm -hmm. um, so she gets excited when I want to do that kind of stuff. Um, and then, but she steals all she steals all my art supplies. So <laughs> this year, as a part of the back to school special, I went out and bought myself a super fancy set of colored pencils. Oh yeah. That she is not allowed to touch with a ten foot pole <laughs> because they were ungodly expensive for a set of fucking colored pencils. <laughs> See, I feel like I feel like I'm like the worst adult ever. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because me too. because I go to I go to look at like Lego and stuff, and the kids are in the way. Mm -hmm. like, Yo, <laughs> I know. I I had yeah, to like drag way. myself out of Toys R Us the other day <laughs> because they actually had like the uh, Scooby Doo Mystery Mansion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was like a hundred some bucks, and I'm like, no, no, they are so overpriced, man. I was like, no. that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. It, Toys the thing is, always it's price. only ninety dollars. It's only ninety dollars. Well, it was like I think it was like a hundred and twenty at Toys because R Us. Because they're, they're so overpriced. It's ridiculous at Toys R Us. They're the only ones that are that overpriced. Well, that's why they still had it in stock because nobody else. <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, I guess to be fair, once it once it sells out everywhere, it'll be three hundred dollars on eBay, so it's still cheaper at Toys R Us. But, uh, don't say. That. <laughs> oh, well, I'm telling you, you have time though. It'll be around for a little bit. It just came maybe. out and it's licensed, so... Yeah, I'll get it for myself maybe for Christmas. 
It's so fun. Oh, my God. It's like the Little Shop of Horrors. You remember that show? I do. I mean, the movie? Yeah, I was like, the, the movie. Yes, the movie. I remember. <laughs> like I mean, one of the, the thing. That's the thing. Is that uh, I have a kid, right? And yeah. my and my kid's is is she's she's so spoiled. Okay, no, I buy her lots of toys, but I buy her lots of toys because I want to play with them too. <laughs> <laughs> the lady at Target today asked me if I again if I wanted a gift receipt. <laughs> no. no, no, nope. This is for me. Thanks. All mine. Thanks. <laughs> That's funny. See, they know me at Target now, so they don't even ask. They were like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> they ask me every time. I'm like, "No, never, never." <laughs> Leave me alone with your gift receipts. <laughs> I get asked that when I go to, like, Guitar Center. Like, I went to get myself a drum throne for my birthday, and he, uh, Alex and I went together, and he was like, oh, to Alex, oh, is this for you? And I was like, no, I'm the drummer, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> I know I have, like, small, scrawny arms, but I can still play the drums. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah, I'm pretty well. Thanks a lot. Well, we told Sam and I told you earlier in the podcast, right, about how they hid the man toys from it. I right, yeah, like man that. stuff. They hid the man the stuff. Man stuff. They saw man us coming. <laughs> like, they, they want our stuff. They want our stuff. Hide the man stuff. Yeah, it's the same stuff with music. Uh, I bet. <laughs> All right. On that note. That was a fun discussion, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, that brings us to a close of episode 110. Yay! Yay. Seems like we just did episode 100, like, uh -huh. a week ago, doesn't it? It's <laughs> only been fast. It hasn't been that long. I guess. It has been a while. Yeah. Mm. We did a couple of back-to-back -back week episodes, but for the most part, it's been every two weeks. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, it's been two weeks. Like I think we did like five back to back. Three. I think it was like three. But still, even if it's been three, it's been like 17 weeks. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's been a couple months. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like it. Time flies <laughs> when you're having fun. It'll be 200 before we know it. <laughs> I guess, well, maybe I should start with one, 150. 150. <laughs> yeah. Face yourself. Face yourself. Face yourself. Right. I'm like, or you know, it'll be one thousand. <laughs> we'll, we'll be like seventy. <laughs> well, the 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 folks over at Gamertag Radio just hit five hundred. Wow! Congratulations, by the way, Danny and the crew for hitting five hundred. Yes, snaps. They just hit five hundred. Wow! Cool. So it, I guess it sneaks up on you before you know it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yay! Drink more. All right. So until next time. Yeah. If you want to, you can always you know find us in all the various and sundry ways. You can like us on Facebook because you just look for Not Your Mama's Gamer. You can follow us on Twitter for all kinds of fun conversations at at nymg. Um, and then, of course, you need to go to the blog every day to read all the interesting things that all these brilliant women have to say at <laughs> nymg dot uh, nymgamer sorry nymgamer dot com right everything is nymgamer as well as our I don't know if I said that 
is see it's that second cider kicking in. Uh, <laughs> as well as our Twitter, right? And if Twitter and Facebook and all those things are not your thing, you can always go to nymgamer.tumblr.com for the Tumblr crew, right? Mm-hmm. You got questions, you got comments, you got anything you want to say to us, as long as it's respectful and not going to piss me off. Please feel free to email us. <laughs> at nymgamer at gmail.com. So, until next time when we have episode 111 with all kinds of fun things to talk about, stay warm. No, God. No, no. Stay cool. Stay cool. Have a beer. Yeah. And as always, my friends, game on. Game on. <laughs>
Thank you.